Welcome to What's in the Basement, a new podcast from the Berkshire Museum. In each episode, we will explore objects and stories from our collection of over 40,000 pieces of art, historical artifacts, and natural specimens. I'm Craig Langlois, Chief Experience Officer for the Berkshire Museum and host of What's in the Basement. Today, we are joined by... I'm Kendra, I'm the Experience Coordinator. Welcome, Kendra, and what object are we discussing today? This is a large mounted moose head. It is covered in short dark brown fur and has two large sort of shovel shaped antlers, which lets us know that this is a bull or male moose, not a cow or female moose, which have no antlers. And we're looking up at this piece because it is positioned above our heads as it would be if it were still attached to its body. One thing to know is that moose are huge. They are the largest North American members of the cervidae or deer family and can grow over six feet tall from ground to shoulder. So that's not even including the massive head like this one. Bulls generally weigh in between 600 to 1,000 pounds. And this isn't just any unnamed bull moose. This is Old Bill, the most famous moose in the Berkshires. What can you tell us about Old Bill and how his taxidermied head became part of the collection here at Berkshire Museum? Old Bill lived most of his life on and around October Mountain in the southern Berkshires. And at over 16,000 acres, this is now the largest state forest in all of Massachusetts. The land, most of it anyways, was once the estate and game reserve of William C. Whitney, who served as Secretary of the Navy from 1885 to 89. Whitney was a hunter, and he had a variety of different animals, including buffalo, elk, bears, pheasants, and yes, moose, brought to his estate so that he could hunt for them. Now in 1915, when the land was being purchased to become a state park, most of these animals were relocated, but one spunky young moose escaped. The game warden, William W. Sargood, named him Old Bill, and Bill quickly became a much-loved member of the Berkshire community. He was seen all around the area and occasionally even stopped trains during his wanderings. Unfortunately, Bill was killed by a hunter in the autumn of 1920. The people were outraged and Warden Sargood saved and mounted the animal's head and donated it to Berkshire Museum, where Old Bill has continued to be a local celebrity for almost 100 years now. He was also immortalized in an imaginative story called The Odyssey of Old Bill, the famous Berkshire Moose by Walter P. Eaton, which tells the story from Bill's perspective. And in more recent years, singer-songwriter Arlo Guthrie has written a children's book about him. So, Kendra, Old Bill was part of a herd brought to the Berkshires in the late 19th century. Were there any wild moose in the area at that time? No, there really weren't. Moose had historically roamed the forests of New England, and they were important sources of food and clothing for the Mohicans and many native peoples across North America. But unregulated hunting and extensive clearing of forests for pastures and farmland by European colonists led moose to basically disappear from this area by the early 1700s. Moose are herbivores, and a healthy adult like Bill could eat 40 to 60 pounds of tree bark, leaves, twigs, and buds every single day. In fact, The Algonquin word for moose actually means eater of twigs or stripper of bark. 
so their populations just could not be sustained with no habitat for them. It really wasn't until the 1980s that some moose started to move back into Massachusetts from northern New England states. There are now believed to be between 500 to 1,000 moose in the state. Since our forests are growing back, and it's estimated that now about 60% of Massachusetts is reforested, moose can have the habitat here that they need to survive. But even though they're so big, they are still surprisingly elusive, so you may never see one. But that doesn't mean that they're not there. Kendra, what makes this relevant today? I guess another way to say that is, what can we take away from the story of Old Bill for our 21st century lives? I think it's important to remember and to pass on the story of Old Bill because we all share this planet, and we as humans are not always so great at sharing. European colonists and their descendants declared their ownership over the forests of the Northeast, and they destroyed them to make way for their farms and to profit from the sale of the timber. They hunted species like moose and wolves and cougars to extinction or near-extinction status. So much so that by the late 19th century, William Whitney actually had to import native animals like moose to his estate. Today, we have a much better understanding of ecology and how all species play a role in supporting healthy ecosystems and just how important those healthy ecosystems are for all of us. But we're still not doing all we can. Old Bill and his story serve not just as a great reminder of our duty to protect wildlife and habitats, but also of our shared Berkshire history. Museum basements can be magical places. Even though we can't have all 40,000 objects on display, we can glimpse at the depth and breadth of the museum collection through programs like this. I'm Craig Langlois, Chief Experience Officer for the Berkshire Museum. I hope you can join us for future episodes of What's in the Basement.